Moncrief on News Talk. Now, when you're uh, bringing the kids to the playground, the kids are largely the same. They're getting on with the business of playing. But if you look around at the parents, you'll see all sorts of different characters who are there for perhaps slightly different reasons. In today's Irish Independent, Kirsty Blake-Knox gives a rundown of the different sorts of people you can see. Kirsty, good afternoon to you. Hi, how's it going? Have most of your observations, do they take place on weekdays after school or, or at weekends? Because I would imagine at weekends you're getting a yeah. slightly different cohort there. Yeah, both. Well, both kind of like during the week and then at the weekends. And this was a bank holiday weekend. So I was went to six different uh, playgrounds. Six. <laughs> six. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, you're spending a huge amount of time. And, and I always say the way I used to kind of think, oh, God, I must check out like that kind of bar or that restaurant or that cafe you've kind of gone past now. You're kind of saying, oh, yeah, I must check out the, the swing set in the park. Um, so it's different stages of life, different priorities. And is, are you going to different ones, Kirsty? because your, your kids are going, oh, no, we're bored with that one. Bring us to another one. Or is it just you're sick of staring at the same set as Oh, it's, it's it's me. It's for your own sanity. I kind of get bored. Like I like. I mean, you can't just go to the same like playground day in day out because you you just you go you kind of lose your mind a bit. So so it's mainly for me. Like they they're happy out wherever they are, but it's just for for myself and kind of <laughs> to get a bit of variety in in your life. Okay, f- absolutely fair enough. And is there apart from you know? As you say, they're yeah, they're usually happy out anyway. So is there a set of criteria? And and obviously you're the trip advers- advisor parent, as you put it in uh, in your yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's yeah, I've just noticed there's different little parenting tribes at all of them, and and uh, the trip advisor parent is someone who's been to like the playgrounds in their county and probably the neighbouring county and has travelled around to them so they can kind of run through the pros and cons of each one they'll tell you which has the best coffee shop nearby and if they have good toilet facilities which has a, a sand pit like the largest sand pitch which you would want to avoid if you kind of value your carpet in your house mm. and don't want sand pits through it and they're that's kind of indispensable like I, I really value what I read that sort of parent because they can give you tips on where to kind of go uh, next so it's a little less groundhog uh, day when you're when you're standing in a playground, or which which has a good shelter because you can get freezing cold <laughs> waiting around in in them. So so they're really really um, indispensable if you ever find a trip advisor parent. I'd I'd, I'd kind of mind them for for all the intel you can. Yeah, and are and any of the benches uh, um, covered benches? Because you know that the, you know you bring the kids, you sit down, wet arse. You know, <laughs> day ruined for you. Yeah, well, I think that like the other type of parents sometimes you there is the prepared parent. They'll come with like, you know, things to sit on, <laughs> rainproof gear, uh, wet wipes and everything like that. Um, Tupperware boxes filled with snacks, pseudo cream. So you've got like that parent who really comes really prepared for it. Um, I'm not that sort of parent. <laughs> I'm very envious of that sort of parent uh, because they're they're always on top of things. Um, but usually... Sean, if I'm sitting on the bench, it's just I've I've kind of got gotten gotten over kind of you know having wet trousers. I'll just do it if I just need to get a bit of uh, a bit of a reprieve from from standing around in the cold. Yeah, but like the prepared parents, you can like they usually have a massive bag with them as well. Uh, yeah, huge. They kind of look like Sherpas sometimes. They've got yeah. so much 
stuff and like you know like they're kind of like a, almost like a Swiss army knife like they just like whip things out that you didn't even know existed and different kind of you know devices to kind of calm children and I remember one time when my kids fell and someone took out like an actual you know those green first aid kits that oh, they have like, no. in places of work I couldn't believe it you know like it was just so organized and I'm I'm kind of always so impressed when someone's that on top of like you know their daily life <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah now yeah. and now the reason why I asked you about what uh, uh, you know the weekend uh, as opposed to weekdays yes certainly my observation is uh, on the weekend you'll see far more men uh, um, yeah because uh, they've been kicked out of the house uh, uh, by their partner who said, I'm sick of the kids, I'm sick of you, get down there. And he's sitting there, the head has fallen off him uh, and uh, the kids know it as well. And not only will they have a good time at, at the playground, they'll get whatever they want out of him as well on the way home. Yeah, you could definitely see def- different levels of enthusiasm. Like I think sometimes when people haven't been going to playgrounds that often, there's a novelty to it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I can talk to other parents. We can have the chats and stuff. And then you do see, like I'd classify th- those dads maybe just as a little world weary and they've, they've spent... <laughs> probably more time in a playground that they want and they usually have like scooters over their shoulders and stuff like that and just are kind of shouting five more minutes you know yes. <laughs> we're coming home ah <laughs> uh, yeah god yeah. love them yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, it's no fun at all the the uh, the you know the way like there are parents who are uh, the, the encouraging parents and you know they're not sitting on the bench yeah. they're in there with them kind of shouting yeah, encouragement there's, there's from the sidelines yeah, there's a lot of that. You know, kind of. I, I've noticed a lot of some parents who like to do the loud narration of their children's play. So they'll kind of say, you know, like it's almost like a a commentary at a sports match. <laughs> they're telling you exactly what their child is doing, but then also kind of it's it's that performative thing of kind of like and remember to share on the slide, like I tell you at home, and it's kind <laughs> of. I think they're kind of doing it to to reassure the people around them and also so that everyone's aware that they're very considerate and their child is considerate. And then you have some parents who, and this happens a lot in soft play areas as well, where you'll see one parent has like kind of, maybe because their kids got stuck in a climbing frame or something, will end up climbing up into it and climbing back down. And they're very hands-on and kind of helping out and then after a while, sometimes you'll see they'll just kind of almost set up camp in a climbing frame or the corner of a soft play area. And they just think, I'm not going back up and down the whole time. I'm just going to stay here until, yes. <laughs> until the play session's over. Uh, one uh, one of our texters says there's a hamster wheel for kids in a playground in Galway. I was a fun. That's actually a brilliant idea. The, yeah, that is. Uh, I don't... <laughs> you, you can travel there next, Kirsty. Uh, we'll try and get yes. the exact location. Uh, the dads <laughs> at the weekend always have a cup of coffee. It screams, I don't want to be here, uh, says the texter. Someone else says, a few years ago, I spent six hours in a playground in July with my son. Was my personal yes. best. Needless to say, he slept like a log that night. Me too. Uh, and <laughs> someone else says, I had to stop going to my local playground in West Dublin because the other mothers there were painful. I'd rather be in a park on my own than listen to them anymore. Now, they, and I, I don't know what they were saying, but you know the way that can be kind of a, oh no, 
you know, they're, 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 you know, they're, uh, hurry up, we have to go now for your violin lesson, Julian, yes. or that kind of stuff. Yeah, you there, know. there are those, always those parents who do the kind of uh, competitive kind of contrasting. And the people who tend to do it, it's never they say comparing and contrasting their child and their child is going to look less impressive than yours. They're always doing it to kind of boast sometimes. Um, so like, you know, they'll say kind of, oh, yeah, she's doing very well at busy at maths or this. And like next year, you know, she'll be UN Secretary General or something like they're, they're <laughs> massively kind of uh, uh, promoting their, their kids. And I guess it's uh, that can be very grating. But I think for every single parent has, has at some stage been prone to kind of like boasting about their kids. But I would just advise in those situations to just smile and then move very far away from that person <laughs> or or maybe put in your ear pods and just listen to a podcast or something like that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, it means you can't hear your own kids nagging you for stuff. Yeah. So it has, it has that a, a, a advantage as well. That, yes. Now, you have has two categories, the first timer and the hypervigilant parent. I suppose they can be different, but... A yeah, lot of first timers yeah. are, are are doing the kind of oh my god she's walking yeah. isn't she amazing? Uh, plus they're also terrified. Yeah, they're also terrified, and I think that you, you know they're kind of almost like shadowing their child through every activity. Whereas I think when you've been going to playgrounds for you know, and you're doing this for like six years, I think when it gets to you, a couple years in, you're just kind of like they're grand, you know, <laughs> and do it yourself, mm. and like you kind of leave them to it a bit bit more and you know that there's a certain pitch of shout that you're kind of like okay now I need to to intervene but uh, but you can kind of of start to decipher like when there's actual trouble and when it's just you worrying unnecessarily but I I I think everyone's kind of done that the first time they go and you kind of think there's you're kind of very protective and, and want to kind of make sure that they don't hurt themselves and then that kind of you kind of le- learn to loosen up a bit uh, over over the course of time uh yeah and th- then you kind of get to the point where they come you know they come home half naked they've left most <laughs> things in the park and you just don't well, care. I, I, I know I think that it's kind of like there's uh, like whenever I see those parents who are doing the kind of uh, kind of talking through their child's play narrating through their child's play and they're being really considerate and everything and then I've definitely been that parent where do you know you when you go into a playground and your children just go feral like they just mm. take off items of clothes you turn around they're like running around with no shoes on and they've got like mud on their face and just screaming and you kind of just you just have to give up and you just have to give in to the to the mania of it and you're just there's no point in fighting you just kind of have to let them go wild and yeah. then hopefully they'll be a bit calmer when they come back to your house but that's not always the case sometimes that wildness travels back home um, and that's a lot more difficult in your uh, encyclopedic knowledge Kirsty, which you seem to have uh, are there many playgrounds still that have sand pits yeah there are a lot of ones that have sand pits I like it, I find I uh, hate sand pits. I know they're really good. Everyone always talks about like they're great for, you know, kids like playing and in terms of tactile and everything like that. But like it just it, they come home and they have sand on them for mm. about the next six weeks. Like <laughs> and it's not like beach sand. It's it's a dirty, sticky sand. So um, I like I know they're fantastic and like kids love them and stuff, but I'm like, you know, and I'd never, I'd never avoid a playground that has a sandpit, but I'd always kind of be like, wow, look at that swing instead. Just ignore the sandpit. Yeah, but it's like, you know, that we uh, put, uh, you you get birthday party invitations and they put glitter in them. 
Yes. And then you open it up and then you're hoovering it up for the next three weeks because it yeah, gets everywhere. Finding, yeah, in your hair, on the sofa, like just kind of, it gets everywhere. So so it's kind of, yeah. And like I said, it's not the same as like when you go to the beach, like it's it's kind of like, it's like kids have been messing in it. It's filthy, you know? So yeah, so yeah I'm not a, not a big fan of that. Uh, the... Uh, God, some of the comments are interesting. Uh, all we do at the park of, on a Saturday is check out the sexy dads. My motto wow. was to look but not touch, says Aideen. Have you found <laughs> that as an influx of sexy dads at, at, at the weekend at the park? I'm mean, more I like think... wrecked dads. Sexy dads. <laughs> yeah, I think some hungover dads, some, uh, some tired looking dads. But yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a good good place if you're single and you're looking for, for a sexy dad. It's a good place to, to go. I think it would be a bit weird to approach someone in a playground <laughs> and ask for their number. Um, I'm usually too stressed out to even think about a thing like that, yeah. you know? Well, Aiden says that, that her motto was to look but not touch, so she's not going okay. over to them, uh, uh, okay. at least for the moment. And yeah. I assume this is from a sexy dad. I gave up drink because of hangovers in noisy playgrounds during hot weather. Worse than oh, hell. I think it I is know. God's punishment for procreation. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's, there's nothing worse than you always see, like they'll have the sunglasses on and you can see just like them questioning their life, their choices, like <laughs> how they got here today and just praying everyone stops screaming. Like I will say the only place worse than a playground when you're hungover is a soft play area like that. That is a hellscape that just no one should oh, have yeah. to be in. Because even hungover. indoors, you can't move away. You, can, you can't escape the sound anywhere. It's the sound that kind of echoes around the entire inside your brain and inside the room. And it's just these garish colours. And it's just like it really feels like just it's never going to end once you go in there. Like I mm. I'm, I just I honestly I said to them, I think that's what I think that is what purgatory must be like, just being stuck in soft play. <laughs> and the sticky floors and the vague smell sticky of puke floors. everywhere. That's how it, yeah. and, and the toilets are always blocked. And we all oh, know why. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That is purgatory. Kirsty, yeah. thanks a million. Uh, that was uh, Kirsty Blake Knox there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.